Hello there! Welcome to the world of Pokemon. My name is Brayden. My name is Will. And this is a podcast called Beyond the Ball, where we endeavor to read the entire in-game Pokédex one Pokemon at a time. How are you doing, Will? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Uh, how are you? I'm good. Um, I'm mostly over that, uh, that cold I had. Uh, yeah, that was a rough week. Yeah, it was like literally like a whole week. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm, good I'm excited now. for this week. Yeah, got a, a pretty pretty much guaranteed to be an interesting one. Yeah, um, are you uh, you ready to hop into the uh, Beyond the Ball hot air balloon, Will? What? Because we got to go way up high in the sky to talk about this Pokemon. Oh, okay. That's right. I didn't know we had hot air balloon. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no way uh, to observe this Pokemon anyway else, because um, uh, we're, we're talking about Rayquaza. That's right, Rayquaza, the Almost sky, Rayquaza, huh? the sky high Pokemon. Um, writer, producer, director of the acclaimed film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's the it's the big dragon legendary from uh, Ruby and Sapphire, you know, that, that one. Ray, Ray, everybody loves Ray. <laughs> everybody loves Ray Quaza. Uh, Quaza, Quaza. I want to say Quaza, but yeah, I, I guess it's Quaza. I did in a movie. I did too. You you think there'd be an extra Y in there if it was Quaza, but yeah, I I watched. The, the seventh Pokemon movie called Destiny Deoxys, because it was the first time Rayquaza shows up. and they Destiny said, Deoxys? Yeah. What does Deoxys mean? Deoxys is another Pokemon. Oh, okay. Um, also a good candidate for that uh, one podcast Pokemon or show. Pokemon or... Uh, also, wait. Pokemon or Medicines, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um. Unfortunately, that movie was much more about uh, Deoxys than uh, Rayquaza, but they did say Rayquaza multiple times, uh, much to my chagrin. Uh, and they said Rayquaza. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's just not how that should be pronounced, but okay, I can live with that. Yeah. What else did we had another one like that not that long ago? Uh, or maybe it was a long time ago, but yeah, there was we've uh, definitely Nid- had another like one Nidoran. like that on the podcast. Yeah, Nidoran. That one messed me up yeah. consistently. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's the old rake, uh, dragon up in the sky. It's, uh, number 384, dragon and flying type. Uh, the sky high Pokemon comes in at 23 feet long, um, and 455 pounds. So it's, uh, it's a big one. It's a big one. Um, Honestly, I would expect it to weigh more if it was 20 feet long. But Well, it's got to fly, you know. Yeah, it's got hollow bones. I guess, or something. It's, it's a flying type. Hollow so it body. It doesn't have wings, um, that's for sure. But it's got, I mean, it's got approximate, it's got fins. Yeah, sort of. So, it's basically like a Chinese style dragon or like a yes. Shenron, if you're more familiar with Dragon Ball Z. Uh, but it's, so it's Is his name Shenron? Yeah, or like Shenlong. That sounds like I a think. gas station. It, it does sorry. now that I think about it. Um, or like Enron. <laughs> yeah. But uh, 
but yeah, it does look like it looks like a Chinese dragon. It's got little fins on it, yeah, little stabilizer fins, or almost like a, a Quetzalcoatl kind of like a like a sky snake yeah. kind of thing. It's a sky snake. Yeah, it's a, yeah, big snake with kind of rectangular fins on it. Its body, um, and at the top, it's got like two little arms, kind of T Rex style, and mm-hmm. a big snake face and mouth, and some kind of big diagonal pointy fins coming out of its neck face head Mm -hmm. it's got like uh some yellow it's mostly green it's got some yellow and red sort of highlights and stripes Mm -hmm. um and there's a red highlight around its mouth that makes it look like it just ate a big messy plate of spaghetti yes Uh. and i can't take it seriously as a result sorry rayquaza (laughs) that's the way it goes yep i think the I think, like, in the Pokemon, like, card game, it's typically gotten, like, fire and uh, electric typings um, before they made Dragonite-type, or, like, it used those combos of moves, kind of. Oh, in the card game. Yeah, so it can, like, I've seen it, like, breathe lightning and fire, kind of, um, and so maybe that's kind of where the the yellow and the red kind of tie in. Sure. Um, It's got these kind of, uh, like, black pupils with yellow irises kind of eyes. at least I think that's which part's eyes are which. Yeah, you got it. Okay. I always forget. Um, but yeah, it's a big, long dragon. So it's, it's like 23 feet long So because it's a big old snake dragon thing. Um, it's like the big bad legendary from Ruby and Sapphire. There was uh, Groudon and Kyogre, which were like the like ground fire and like kind of water ocean archetypes that the two it was like team magma and team aqua were trying to oh yeah wake them right. up so they would make the whole planet like all ground or all water or something and so then then we got rayquaza who's like the sky like, element of that and mm-hmm. keeps, that no one keeps was trying to wake up yeah um i guess you maybe you try to wake it up to make them stop or something uh and also it fights deoxys because why not? Um, yeah, I watched I watched that movie, and uh, Rayquaza was in it, but its primary function was just to, uh, it just, it seemed, its primary goal was to obliterate uh, Deoxys. Like, that's all it wanted to do. Um, and it, like, blasts him into, like, like, it destroys Deoxys in, like, the first like 10 minutes of the movie just like blasts him into nothingness uh-huh. like, falls like a little rock in the ocean and then like it regenerates four years later like shows up in some city where all the trainers are and stuff and then requires like comes back goes all the way over to the city to try and blast him again it's just it was funny because what why though but why deoxys landed like in a meteor from out of the sky and almost like hit requaza and then requaza came down where it landed and just kicked its ass uh and then it followed it to this city when it woke up four years later so um yeah i think it was oh, more... okay i was gonna say this they list deoxys as a mythical pokemon and i was like i don't even know what that is oh yeah it's like an alien came from outer space um but they mythical pokemon include like Cerebi and mew like pokemon that you can't even catch in normal gameplay right right I remember I played through Omega Ruby, and I had to catch a Rayquaza and have it, like, Mega Evolve to go fight Deoxys, 
just caught that one too. Yeah, it's they've got some kind of rivalry going. Deoxys is a psychic type mythical Pokemon. It mutated from a space virus when expo- exposed to a laser beam. Oh yeah. sure, yeah, that makes that tracks. That's they, a sentence. <laughs> they they put some lasers in that movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's absurd. It was, it was kind of uh, interesting. Uh, the the movie kind of went like a horror route for a while. Like Deoxys was like sending out a bunch of like clones of itself to like abduct people from this city and like everyone was like running away from it and it was like taking over the machines and stuff and like ash and brock are like out at night like scavenging for food and water while trying to avoid getting captured by wow some like age of ultron stuff yeah um but yeah so but not not my favorite movie i'll say (laughs) (laughs) oh really yeah, I think it was better than the Giratina one, though. Maybe. Yeah. But we have gone down a diversionary path. Yes. Um, We're supposed to be talking about Rayquaza. Yes. Um, and I'm hoping you can tell me a little more about the name. Although, actually, I've just copy-pasted well, Bulbapedia's entire post from it. Yeah, well, there's a lot of options. Apparently, the most likely refers to Rekia the Hebrew word for firmament. It may also be a combination of the words ray and quasar, which uh, is probably where we get the Rayquaza pronunciation. Yeah. What's what's a quasar, Will? Aside from Quasar's, a, a, an obscure Marvel cosmic superhero. I'm pretty sure it's like a subatomic particle, but make maybe like a theoretical one. It's like a sun um, thing? Nope, I'm wrong. It's, it's, is it, it is a, a massive is and extremely remote celestial object emitting exceptionally large amounts of energy and typically having a star-like image in a telescope. It's been suggested that quasars contain massive black holes and may represent a stage in the evolution of some galaxies. I, I still Wowie don't know. Wowie So it's some, it's some cosmic uh, nonsense. It's some it's wild some cosmic thing. stuff. A quasar, also known as a quasi-stellar object. Sure quasi-stellar because it's yeah. like we think it's kind of like a star i don't know who knows weird okay um space is wild sorry yeah. i've become distracted <laughs> it's not at all what i thought it was quasar is a distracting word ray and quasar would fit the sort of firmament sky because it's like a powerful and bright thing from this from space which yeah, I guess is kind of like Rayquaza's deal, but yeah, um, they did say most likely the Hebrew word for firmament. Yeah, we've got some other options though. It may also be a combination of the word Retsu, which means violent or furious, Ku, which means sky, and Za, which means seat or location, which can t- be taken to mean one that sits in the ferocious heavens. That's sure. pretty neat. Yeah, I, that I like is to... pretty neat. You know what? Seems like it could be any or all. Yeah, I bet it's honestly all three. Like, it's just it just worked out that way. Like, they came up with a cool name, like, um, which is probably why it makes sense that uh, if you look at the the other languages' names, it's uh, it's also just Rayquaza. Oh yeah, I was gonna say in English, Rayquaza. <laughs> In yeah. Japanese, Rayquaza. They're all Rayquaza, all the way down. Yeah. Which is interesting. I don't know if we've seen that. Have we seen that? 
Man, once? I don't know. What was uh, Giratina like? Mm, Giratina might have just been Giratina forever. Yeah, I think we've seen it happen before. Yeah, like Giratina was like that too. I bet, I bet some of the legendaries are like that. Yeah, they're like, they're gods, so they go by the same name right. <laughs> everywhere. Okay, well, that's... That's the basics of, of the big uh, sky-high dragon. The big green space worm. Yeah. Um, so I guess let's dig into what the Pokédex has to say about it. All right. We're going to start with Ruby version. Rayquaza lived for hundreds of millions of years in the Earth's ozone layer, never descending to the ground. This Pokémon appears to feed on water and particles in the atmosphere. Wow. Super Starting old. out strong. <laughs> yeah. Hundreds of millions of years. Like, the Earth is like, what, nine billion years old or something? Like, oh, I don't even know. Uh, that's, a, that's something I'll have to Google. I'm sorry. Age of the Earth. Uh, four and a half billion. Four and a half billion? Okay. So, like... A good chunk of, like, the Earth's the life. The Earth's age, <laughs> yeah. Hundreds of millions of years, probably it's been there for longer than humans, certainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything that we would recognize as humans. Because humans is, like, what, 65 million years? I don't, ha- I don't have these, these facts and figures on... Will, this is what I uh, <laughs> pay you for, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I should know these things. How old? I've been trying to up my trivia game. Maybe that was when but, the, uh, the meteor hit or something. Um, 65 million years ago. humans? 200,000 um, years. Okay, never mind. So, long, long ago, back yeah. in episode 47, oh. we uh, wrote, Some pump Pokemon are functionally immortal. For example, Wartortle. Um, I think this counts as another instance of that. Yeah. Um, uh, I would put it in the immortal uh, S category. Hundreds of millions of years. That counts. Yeah, and you know what? It's just got a healthy diet of uh, water and particles, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's the other nice thing, is it seems to not need to eat. Like, if you can say, yeah, it feeds on water and particles. Like, all seems life like it feeds kind of on feeds nothing. on water, right? And <laughs> particles is nothing, yeah. Nothing. Nothing. There's nothing up there. You know, like there's particles in the ocean. It eats clouds. Like, yeah, it, but that's just you know what? That's just more water. Exactly. Unless unless they're talking about particles like cosmic radiation or some wildness like that, which maybe, maybe, maybe. Particle noun, a minute portion of matter. So like. Mm-hmm. Th- Anything. Just whatever matter is whatever, up there. Whatever little bits of matter happen to float into its mouth, you know. It's Gosh. uh seems like it's kind of godlike. Seems I mean, like say, maybe you shouldn't catch it in no. a Pokeball. Well listen, I gotta make it fight the other uh scary Pokemon. Mm-hmm. To save the world. Yes. But the thing to- is it's interesting that they wrote it feeds on water and particles. Because it appears I feel to feed like, on water and particles. So, so y- yeah, true. right. I was going to say, it seems like it doesn't feed on anything, and it just doesn't need to eat. Yeah, like, 
That's the only thing they've observed it eating because it happened to have its mouth open when it flew <laughs> through a cloud or something. Like, yeah, and they were like, look, it's eating the clouds. <laughs> I guess, yeah, that's what it would look like, right? Um, also, live for hundreds of millions of years in the Earth's ozone layer, never yeah. descending to the ground. That's like, it's not just... I'm Googling so many terms in this episode. Sky high. We are truly like, sky high. Yeah, so the... Ozone layer. It's not going to be eating any birds up there, you no. know? It's about altitude of 6.2 miles, containing a high concentration of ozone, which absorbs most of the ultraviolet radiation, reaching the Earth from the sun. So Maybe it eats ozone particles. Pretty high up there, like a mile, like six six miles high. I would say it's pretty sky high. Yeah, yes. A mile is 5,280 feet. Times six is thirty-one thousand feet. So that's like cruising altitude for a uh, an uh, airplane. Right, and so the ozone layer is like that's the part that absorbs like the harmful radiation from the sun. So Raquaz is up there just like basking in Bat- it. Yeah, just taking it in, loving it, living it, getting all those particles. <laughs> like a Pac-Man up there just eating. <laughs> You've ultraviolet dots, pellets. Dots of whatever. Yeah, and fighting Deoxys ghosts. Yeah. Uh what a what a life it lives up there. So yeah, it's it's eaten anything and everyone up there, I guess, you know. Which is mostly clouds and radiation. Yeah. Ultraviolet rays. Mm, rays, you say. Um okay, well what's uh I guess what's Sapphire got to say? All right, Sapphire. Rayquaza? Excuse me, Rayquaza. Is said to have lived... Yeah, by the previous... I'm sorry. Rayquaza is said to have lived for hundreds of millions of years in the Earth's ozone layer above the clouds. Its existence has been completely unknown because it lived so high in the sky. It's just way too far up there. We had no idea. But then how do you know that... You know, they're like, it's lived. It's said to have lived up there for hundreds of millions of years, but we didn't know about it until just now. Mm-hmm. But then who's, what? <laughs> who's saying that? You said that, last entry. Did you carbon date it? Did you? Yeah, maybe, that would work. I mean, you, you didn't look at, like, you know, human accounts from a hundred million years ago, because they weren't there. They didn't know about it. Uh, did you ask it? It didn't. One one thing I will say to uh, yeah, honestly, Destiny Deoxys' credit is that the, the legendary Pokemon did not speak telepathically in that one, hmm. like they often do in other movies. I was going to say, I wouldn't be surprised if this Pokemon could just speak, and they were just like, hey, what's your deal? And it was like, I've lived in the sky for no. hundreds of millions of years, <laughs> eating it, particles and water. All, <laughs> all it did was roar in fury at Deoxys. Because um, Deoxys is an alien, and it hates aliens. Yes. Also, you heard its cry uh, earlier in the episode, but uh, uh, I, I put it in last episode as well. And usually I have to lower the volume on the Pokemon cries I have to put in a little bit because they're a little loud. Um, I had to lower Rayquaza's volume quite a bit. It was uh, <laughs> very loud. Um, it's just... It's up there in the sky without Screaming. having to... It doesn't have to worry about, like, 
bothering anybody with the volume of its cries. You know, it's. Um, I don't think it would worry about that, even if it, there were people around. Honestly, <laughs> um, what did I? When I was I was trolling through uh, Bulbapedia looking for extra info on this Pokemon, and they had a list of quotes. It says during Mystery Dungeon. Right, give me a sec. Find these. Here it is. So. In their side game data section on Bulbapedia, they have listed under the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, Red Rescue Team, and Blue Rescue Team uh, phrases um, that they, Rayquaza will say. I, I think this is like when it's on your what? team, maybe? Um, but at 51% to 100% HP, it says, Like a star blazing in the sky, I shall help you. Um, <laughs> at 26% to 50% HP, it says, How is this possible? My health is reduced to a mere half. Um, and then at 1% uh, to 25% HP, it says, I've had enough. The ozone layer calls for my return. <laughs> I miss um, the ozone layer. <laughs> it's, uh, its final phrase uh, for when it levels up uh, says, I've leveled up. The vast power of the skies fills me. Um, so now I'm really interested in playing Pokemon Mystery Dungeon because yeah, it's got me stuff too. like that. And it, um, I'm, I'm here for it. It's just, it's just the the powers of the sky. Yeah. It's, it's sucking up all that sky power. You know, all that UV radiation that we yeah. hate so much. Listen, Rayquaza, the human Rayquaza brain only knows. uses 0.01% <laughs> of the UV radiation that hits it. Just imagine... <laughs> If uh, Morgan you Freeman could, unlocked more of it. If you could eat it. <laughs> okay. Right, well, this is basically just a spin on the previous entry, so I think Yeah, we move except on. for that, yeah, existence had been completely unknown because it lived so yes. high up in the sky. We just couldn't I think see they that carbon high. dated it. Yeah, they must have found a scale or something. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know, some particle, whatever. Pokemon. Or just, I mean, like, clearly someone catches it in Ruby and Sapphire, and then, you know, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, um, Okay. Next I think up. we're going to harp on this for a while, but yeah, sp- uh, continue. <laughs> Fire red and leaf green. It has lived for hundreds of millions of years in the ozone layer. Its flying form looks like a meteor. Its now, flying form? Its flying yeah, form looks looked like this, a meteor. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't have forms like, you know, Giratina or some other Pokemon. Like sure. It's, it's just but the form one could shape. also just mean, like, your body, your form. Its flying form looks like a meteor. Maybe when it's, like, right. flying straight. Like, it, yeah. yeah, it probably looks like the tail, like the tail of a meteor, kind of. Yeah. It goes fast. Um, so even, even if you could see it miles <laughs> up in the sky, you would just think it was a shooting star, I guess, that yeah, never you know, went what, what, away. Once we developed, like, you know, telescopes, I guess, I could see it. It just uh, looked like a meteor, so it was still unknown for a while uh, until we got slow-motion telescopes, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. That you pointed at exactly the correct region of the sky at the exact t- right time. Yeah, it's a legendary Pokemon. It's, it's hard to so find up there. So my question then is how I guess I, I guess I would have to play Ruby and Sapphire to find out. But yeah. <laughs> Like, how would you ever possibly catch this Pokemon? You know, I played the game, and I can't quite remember. I summoned it somehow. I did climb up. I was going to say, you must summon it down to Earth. 
Yeah, we got we called it down from like some tower, uh, and then I, I I threw a pokeball at it and I caught it, uh, like you do. Like you do. Um, didn't look like a meteor to me though. It yeah, like it really doesn't. It looks like a big snake. dragon. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So not not a lot. Uh. Those first three. Not a lot there. Yeah, it's it's super old. It lives way up there. Didn't know about it. Meteors, blah blah blah, particles, quasars. Indeed. Next is Emerald, a Pokemon that flies endlessly in the ozone layer. It is said it would descend to the ground if Kyogre and Groudon were to fight. Mm. Ah, there you go. So it's just flying around up there, hanging out. You know, hundreds of millions of years old. Yes. Just eating particles. Uh, <laughs> waiting for its, you know, yeah, troublesome like kids a... to start acting up again. <laughs> right, don't make me come down there. It's like, it's it like, says. is Hawk Mom, is that like a, a term? It's, you know, helicopter Mom? Helicopter Mom, yeah. <laughs> just just uh, hovering. Up there in the ozone layer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, flies endlessly. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have, like, you know, legs, really, like... Or anywhere to land, it lives in the ozone layer. I mean, not that. I mean, snakes don't have legs, and they they still hang out on the ground. Uh, they so. don't fly in. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the the Earth would be a much different place if that were the case. If things with legs had to fly, things without legs had to fly. <laughs> I saw a video on YouTube the other night that was like this guy is calling his dog and there's a snake on the path in between him and the dog and Uh-oh. he's like i'm not walking past this snake you got to bring me the ball and the dog runs along and it's like running full speed and it stops and sees the snake and picks it up and like does that thing where they like shake it around all oh. crazy and the guy wow. films filming and he suddenly like turns to the left and looks up and you see the snake just like flying <laughs> through oh jeez wow this is <laughs> This is what it would be like if snakes <laughs> were flying endlessly. Um, I felt bad for the snake, but also it was extremely funny. Um, yeah, dang. Anyway, this has been Will Recounts YouTube Videos, <laughs> my new segment on the podcast. Yeah, it's, a, it's an important one. Uh, if snakes could fly. If only. Without the help of dogs. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I don't think a dog could pull that off with uh with Rayquaza. It would have um, to be a very large dog. Because Kyogre and Groudon don't seem able to, and they they got more powers than mm. uh, dogs, I think. Uh, yeah, so it's just con- I mean, clearly it's got some kind of connection to Kyogre and Groudon. Yeah, and I think it's got to be some kind of elemental thing because they're like ground, right? Magma stuff, and then you know water, and then uh-huh. the sky. You know the. It's yeah, the same kind of like you know in like Zelda with like Nehru sure. and Faror and yeah, Din. Din, yeah, we did it. We did it. We're nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Lock us up. Um, um, and so it knows that Kyogre and Groudon are prone to fighting, and it'll come down there and be like, "Hey, knock it off. Knock it off." Yeah. So it does that, and also it uh, fights aliens if they show up. Sure. <laughs> it's got some very specific responsibilities, and mm-hmm. short of those coming up, it'll just hang out 
in the ozone layer. Yeah, I mean, if I could fly and didn't really have to, like, eat food that I had to, like, hunt or prepare, like, I'd probably just fly forever, you know? I guess. I think I would get bored in the ozone layer after, like, a day. You'd think. Not hundreds of millions of years. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what uh, Rayquaza, like, thinks, like, Mm -hmm. um... Like, well, ooh, it's got some I hope very I find specific... a good particle today to munch on, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's got some very specific uh, fail-safes of like... if Deoxys, then fight. If Kyogre yeah. and Groundon fight, then come down. Other than that, it's just jellyfishes around up there. <laughs> Brain off. Yeah. Maybe it's just kind of hibernating in, like, sleep mode, just kind of right. autopilot eating... <laughs> Which is how it's it's not burning any energy. It's just like cruising, right in those UV thermal waves or mm-hmm. whatever. Remember, I remember reading Animorphs. Uh, Tobias, who turned into a hawk permanently, mm-hmm. they'd always talk about how he flew on thermal, yeah, rises or something. I can't remember exactly what they were termed, but mm-hmm. it's like rises of hot air. Yeah, they they use that term a lot. Um, yeah, anyway. were, I think K.A. Apple, Applegate? Yeah. Yeah, was very excited about being like, I know how birds work. <laughs> yeah, like, that phrase seemed to pop up a lot. No, was it like, was a lot. I mean, there was a lot of things that would repeat in those books, which, of sure. course, they would. It was There were 50 of them. So Yeah, but my big takeaway was uh, thermal waves, which is kind of interesting when you first find out about it, I guess, because uh, you never really think about how they actually fly. Yeah, I anyway. knew all kinds of stuff about hawks as a result of those books. Yeah. Peregrine Road, Falcons. Roadkill sucks. They can dive the fastest. Oh, yeah. Man, those books are great. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Animorphs. Love it. What a, what else? What's another entry we've got here? All right, Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum. It lives in the ozone layer far above the clouds and cannot be seen from the ground. Great. All right. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Can't see it. it's too, it's so high. Have you ever tried to look at the ozone layer? Because it's not happening. <laughs> so it eats and it fights a little bit, or it doesn't even fight. It it comes down occasionally. Yeah, as far as we know, it um, does not fight. Other than your description of it fighting Deoxys, which right, is not it, in the entries. Yeah, so not super cannon, um, I guess. But super cannon. I its primary feature seems to be that it's just it's just way up there, you know. And how like, cool is that, huh? It's it's sky high. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that is its its defining feature. Apparently, it is the sky high Pokemon. Yeah, it's uh, you know even higher than Cloud Nine. Just you know having a blast up there. I mean, I guess we can't be too hard on the Pokemon scientists because it's yeah. like. They're like, we have no observations of it, because until very recently, we had never seen it before. Right. <laughs> it and just hangs out know, way, 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 way up in the sky. It's probably the only one they've seen, too, so, you know. Yeah. It might be the only one. It doesn't make any sense, because you can definitely catch multiple Rayquazas. Yeah, there was multiple Deoxys. Uh, like, you could probably breed a Rayquaza with a Ditto. No, more. you can't. You can't breed legendaries. Oh, you can't. Okay. No. Um, but you know, someone else could catch one in their game and then trade it to you, right? Yep. Yeah, you could. I mean, you could have a full team of Rayquazas. Um, but also, uh, Sun and Moon introduced like alternate realities, kind of. So, mm. 
Yeah. Other games could just be other realities, you know? Complicated. And they technically are if you're the same character. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's some Pokemon lore I don't think we're equipped to dig through right now. Just at the base level, it always kind of interests me because it's like some of these entries talk about Pokemon as though there is only one, including mm-hmm. these, you know. Yeah. Rayquaza lived for hundreds of millions of years. Like, I guess that could be plural. Right. Yeah, because, yeah, you, most Pokemon names are kind of taken as, like... Rayquaza know, is plural. said to have lived for hundreds of millions of years, I think makes it more singular. Anyway, it, still, it's yeah. just interesting. Um, so, yeah, Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum. Uh, not, not too much there, but Nothing still different somehow. Heart gold and soul silver, it flies in the ozone layer, way up high in the sky. Until recently, no one had ever seen it. Cool. Yep. Great. Yeah, way up high. <laughs> oh, but dear. We saw one recently, um, so we had to write something about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's really far away, though. Kind of looks like a meteor. I don't yep. know. Uh, okay, well, let's... Uh, let's Let's keep going. I yeah, guess. I got nothing. Uh, Omega Ruby. Rayquaza is said to have lived for hundreds of millions of years. Legend re- legends remain of how it put to rest the clash between Kyogre and Groudon. Okay. Now, is that referring back to Ruby and Sapphire, or are they talking about a historical event millions of years ago? I think, well, I think they're talking about a historical event maybe thousands of years ago. Sure. Um, but, because you know, maybe, every now and again, Kyogre and Groudon get all worked up. Yeah. Um, whether through human intervention or something. I don't know. Planets are weird. They do stuff. They wake things up. Um, yeah. They seem to be kind of... I mean, if they're representative of, like, the Earth and the sea, then it's like, you know, sometimes you have some crazy seismic activity, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the sky's got to take care Settle of it. Settle that, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess. So, yeah, Legends Remain, like, so there's, there could even be, like, multiple Legends of it doing this. Who knows? Um, man, this Pokemon is, like... It's a it's god. Just, it's it's just, a mythical yeah, beast. It's just a mythical beast, kind of, you know. I mean, I guess they're doing that intentionally. It's a legendary Pokemon. That's the whole thing. But like, yeah, it's just we we, we treat this show kind of like you know, like a nature documentary kind of. We're, we're finding out about Pokemon, like how they live, their habits, and you know, personalities. But then it gets to something like this, and it's just more kind of almost historical, right? Of like, and and that's always a mess. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I, I guess we just got the one more entry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Alpha Sapphire. It flies forever through the ozone layer, consuming meteoroids for sustenance. The many meteoroids in its body provide the energy it needs to mega evolve. Whoa. All right. (laughs) So it flies forever, which yeah, it's flown forever. You know, if it's up there, hundred millions of years. You know, it basically is forever. Yeah, uh, it consumes meteoroids, which 
I don't I know guess. too much about meteoroids, but are there, there are there a lot of meteoroids floating around up there? No. <laughs> I mean, stuff enters the atmosphere and like burns up, you know? It, yeah, a meteoroid I guess is a small rockier metallic body in outer space. Meteoroids are significantly smaller than asteroids and range in size from blah blah blah. So yeah, it's just you know outer like space rocks that hit the atmosphere basically. And I guess since Rayquaza is, like, up in the atmosphere, it can intercept those before they really burn up and, like, snap them out of the air. Yeah, I guess. I don't know how you, like, see them coming because they're going to be moving at, like, insane velocity. But I guess Rayquaza is very magical. It's probably pretty fast and, you know, a a god maybe, so. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Um, Who knows? It's the many me- it's just it eats them and they just kind of hang out in there like mm-hmm. right yeah it just saves those in its belly to oh. to power mega evolution yeah. I like, guess almost just like a like literally like Pac-Man you know it's just like <laughs> you know eating one once it gets a power meter, right, it can power up um, gosh. And this this entry kind of uh, spoils that yes, Rayquaza does have a mega evolution. Indeed, that um, we can talk. We might as well talk about it now um, because it has no entries. Oh, um, yeah, which is a bummer. I I don't. I still don't know exactly how they put the mega evolution entries in games, but I guess they didn't have one for for this and Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Um, but it's still dragon flying type sky high. It's uh, thirty five foot long and uh, eight hundred and sixty four pounds now when it mega evolves. So it gained fifteen feet and like almost four hundred pounds. Yeah. Uh, it's got a lot it, more frills on it now. Yeah, like the fins are more pronounced and spiky and kind of shark like. Uh, it's got, it's got big, long, sort of trailing tendrils, kind of yeah. like whiskers. More, more Chinese dragon esque kind yes. of like. Um, it's they're all kind of fiery colored magma kind of looking. Uh, it's got some orbs, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, some like there. gemstones wedged into its side. It looks like kind of. Its, it's mouth is yellow instead of red, so. It just sort of has gone. Super Saiyan. It's got some yeah, like tribal tattoos now. And yeah, it's got this. Yeah, this cool eye marking that looks like a spiky sword or something. Red eyes. Yeah. Um, and apparently, it just needs to eat some meteoroids to do that. Uh, I assume this is what it happens when Groudon and Kyogre starts to fight. And they're like, it goes like, oh no, and goes yeah. like mega evolution. Well, Groudon and Kyogre have their primal forms, which are like big and glowy and sort of like mega evolution, but not. And then sure. Kaza has a mega evolution that it doesn't need a mega stone. There's no like Rayquazite, you know, it needs to hold. Right, because um, it ate all of it out of the sky. Right, um, it's just meteorites. Uh, that live in its belly. Yeah, and so I think I had to mega evolve it to fight Deoxys or something. Sure, um, that tracks. It was like in some space fight. It was it was bonkers. I need to play that game again. It was pretty fun. 
Um, but I, I was doing a Nuzlocke run, and I lost my, my Blaziken died. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it was a bummer, because you, ma- you can Mega Evolve that guy, too, and it was super cool. But, yeah. So uh, that, that kind of covers it for Rayquaza, I, I guess. Um, do we want to do yeah. an entry? Uh, I mean, it would be probably pretty easy, right? Yeah. There was not a lot of variation. Hundreds of millions of years old. This helicopter mom <laughs> Pokemon keeps Kyogre and Groudon out of trouble. It eats... Meteorites. Meteorites. And particles. <laughs> cool. Did it. Um, done it. Let's uh let's scale this thing. Humanity. Um uh. well, two, it seems to have some kind of intelligence, like it knows to come down and fight things in certain situations. Yeah, but it is um, it seems well beyond our understanding. Right, right. Well, it's not low because it's like low intelligence. It's just it's hundreds of millions of years old and, you know, incomprehensible. Mhm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh deadliness like I don't really know what it can do based on these entries. Um, it seems pretty I deadly in the movie. Assume but... that it's deadly, but it's just like I can't give it any points for deadliness. I mean, anything of that size and weight that can move that fast—that's just by its, you know. Sure. That gives it some points, right? I suppose. Like... We actually don't even know how fast it can move. I mean, it looks. I mean, like fast meteor. enough to catch meteorites, I guess. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, it's like a kaiju, essentially. like Yeah. Which is well, kind of just inherently yeah. deadly. Yeah, but I still don't think we can give it that many points, you know? Like, we can give it should, a few for that, for sure. Should we do, like, should we do four? Yeah. Let's do four. That's, that seems like it must be wrong, but you leave me yeah. no choice, Pokedex. <laughs> now, do we want to give it any pet worthiness points? Because it <laughs> sort of reminds me of Falcor, the luck dragon. <laughs> Um, wow. Uh, I just feel like it does, it would not want to, because all it does is fly, the ozone layer calls for its return. (laughs) If you keep it in your house, it's going to be like the ozone layer. And like, there's not enough UV radiation (laughs) down here. It's going to crash through your ceiling to go catch a meteorite to eat. Right. But do you think it would like, you know, beat up the bullies uh, who made fun of me? Falcor style? Yeah, Yeah, probably. I think it's probably like a less friendly Falcor. You could ride it around, but also it's not very fuzzy, and it doesn't probably talk, and it would probably take you up into the ozone layer where you definitely can't breathe. <laughs> so. Okay, well, let's, maybe I could, you know, make... Can we give it a two? Yeah. Is there any... Sure. I think we can give it a two. Like it's not dangerous. It. It's not super dangerous. If you have somewhere you could actually physically keep it, then it might be okay. Yeah. If you have um, a steady supply of meteors to feed it. Actually, honestly, it doesn't seem like it needs to eat meteors very often. It's keeping it in its belly to power yeah. mega evolution. Mostly, it just eats particles and water. 
Right, and I got plenty of that lying around. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Easy to feed. Um, yeah. The, no low stress pet, I would say. Uh, <laughs> Other gosh. than being twenty feet long and four hundred and fifty pounds. <laughs> yeah, you know, sure. Um so so two I guess? I don't yeah, know what a sure. one a two. I don't know what a one pet worthiness looks like. That's um, like lower than Gengar? This, yeah, Gengar, I guess. Um Although maybe I think we maybe or Gasly or Haunter, like you can you can make friends with them. Maybe mm. I don't know. Pepperworthiness is weird. We're figuring it out. They want to kill you. <laughs> I mean, only if you mega evolve it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, before that too. Even but. then, yeah, it's constantly plotting the death of its next victim. That might have been Haunter, but yeah, that's true. Um, before we go. Uh, for this episode, I want to quickly touch on something we missed uh, last time. Mm, you yes. know, we've done some Sun and Moon Pokemon before, um, and they had like kind of extra info that they would put on like the Pokemon Sun and Moon website. Um, such was the case with uh, Surfetched. It had some extra info on the website that I will pull up now. Where is it? Surfetched. Okay, um, I'm going to link this to you, Will, so you can read it, because uh, you do the reading around here. <laughs> I'm the narrator. All right. Um, so if you scroll down a little Sir bit, you'll see a couple... Fetched. Mainly the, the two. There's a, a noble knight that fights okay. fair and square, All and right. its irreplaceable leak has seen many battles. So some, some details that we missed last week. Yes. All right. And this is from the Pokemon website, so we're going to go ahead and uh, take it as canon. Yes. A noble knight that fights fair and square, the far-fetched of the Galar region can evolve into sir-fetched after experiencing many battles. They are calm and collected, and they make a point of always battling fairly. They are so noble in battle that they are often chosen as a motif for paintings. <laughs> Of particular note is a painting famous in the Galar region that depicts a duel between a surfetched and an escavalier. Yes. Just like that snail thing with a lance. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Also very Um, noble and knightly looking. Yeah, very popular uh, painting subject because it fights so fair, you know. So, surfetched is very smug looking, but it always fights fair. Mm-hmm. It's uh you know, it's noble and maybe that's uh Can you imagine fall. the uh astonishment on its face if someone tried to fight dirty with it? It would be like oh, man. how dare you It's its eyebrows would raise like half an inch mm-hmm. <laughs> and it would detect their movement and stab them with a leak. <laughs> Speaking of which, we've got another yes. paragraph here. It's irreplaceable yes. leak has seen many battles. In battle. Yeah, something that's going to refute uh, yeah. our, our previous uh, hypotheses. In battle, Surfetch uses the sharp stalk of its leak as a lance and the thick leaves as a shield. It maintains this leak over the span of many years and treasures it more than anything. When its leak finally withers, Surfetch will leave the battlefield and retire from battling entirely. Okay. So I know you were coming in here all all swagger and <laughs> with your leak ex- expertise from your uh, you know. Well, let me tell experience. you, I don't know how you maintain a leak over the span of many years. <laughs> Sir Fetched has got some skills that I do not possess. 
Yeah. It um, could be what we were talking about, which is that it somehow replants it periodically or something. I guess. I mean, it broke the thing. Like, the leaf is off of it, right? Yeah. Like, it snapped it. That is um, true. That is true. But, you know, it's got it's got a, a whetstone and some oil. Just keeps that thing sharp. And, you know, <laughs> I have no idea how it, how it maintains it. But it's probably easier to maintain a, an actual sword um, if you'd rather just use that surfetched. <laughs> but... Yeah, so... No, it treasures its leak. More than anything. More than anything. Even fighting fairly. Witness Meteor Assault, the signature move of Surfetched. Meteor Assault oh, is yeah. a new move introduced in these games that only Surfetched can learn. Weird that you would call it Meteor Assault and not Leak Assault. <laughs> Surfetched <laughs> points its leak at the opponent and charges toward them at great speed. It's devastatingly powerful. All right. Yeah, you know... Right. Surfetched. So now that it, I, you know, seeing as it's a noble knight that fights fair and square, it seemed only fair that we give it its, uh, you know, proper. It's, it's due. Yeah. You know, get all all the facts straight because um, we are we are fair and square here at Beyond the Ball. And we talked a lot of smack about Surfetched short-lived combat right. capabilities. So yeah, we, you know. We made some we made some goofs. We kind of said, "Oh, look at Surfetch retiring after one battle." <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess it's more noble than that. So whatever, Surfetch, you're you're cool, I guess. You've got a magical leak sword. Yeah, but uh, that's Surfetched. That's also Rayquaza. We did this episode, and since that was a legendary Pokemon with no evolutions, that means we're gonna. Roll up a new Pokemon yet again Ooh, yeah. for next episode, and it's going to sound like this. Um, so, yeah, look forward to that. Um, gosh, anything uh, anything else we need, to, we need to cover before we wrap things up here? Mm. Um, any, any stray Pokemon thoughts you've been having lately? You need to get out there into the world? I'm just thinking about living eternally in the ozone layer and feeding off of particles. Yeah, it doesn't sound so bad, but also sounds like a long time and kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thank thank you for listening to our podcast today. Um, thank you to Beyond the Ball, uh, our podcast that we do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you, Braden, for being such a cool uh, person and. Uh, no, uh, th- thank you, PokemonDB.net, for their useful info that I that I gather, um, and thank you to Bulbapedia, which I don't always thank because I don't really like how their website is laid out, but they have a lot of a lot of info. On, they 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 put yeah, the work in. So. They often have some good stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you, Bulbapedia, um, and thank you, the listener, for sharing these precious moments of your life with uh, myself <laughs> and William. Uh, we appreciate it. My name is Brady. My name is Will. Go beyond the ball. <laughs> <laughs>